just fine and dandy. <clears throat> it's a Monday morning here, and uh, uh, I uh, have been a little bit delinquent on getting uh, greetings to people this morning, although there's only a few greetings on there this morning, and uh, Don picking up here and uh, covering that for us now. Uh, I'm not going to be on tomorrow and... Uh, Wednesday, I'll be traveling. I have meetings in Philadelphia, and so I'm not going to, uh, just because of travel schedule and whatnot, going to be able to be on on Tuesday and Wednesday. But we will get where we get this morning, and uh, we'll, we'll be glad for it as we continue working our way through the book of Acts. We're in chapter 14, almost halfway through the book of Acts. In fact, when you get uh, halfway through this chapter, we'll be halfway 
Well, no, this is that Acts 14 is halfway. Uh, Acts 29 is not recorded in the scriptures. We are Acts 29 today. So uh, uh, I just point that out and share that with you here uh, so that you're aware um, where we are and also aware of what we'll be doing the next two days. It just it's just not, doesn't work uh, feasibly with travel to, uh, to be able to uh, uh, broadcast the next two mornings. But let's make good of it today. Acts chapter 14, here we go. At Iconium, Paul and Barnabas went as usual to the Jewish synagogue, there they spoke so effectively that a great number of Jews and Gentiles believed. I mean, there is something to be said for effective speech. Uh, in fact, we we had a, a recent conversation with among the elders about this. Just something, uh, you know, even even giving announcements and things like that. It needs to be articulate. It needs to be. Um, it, projected, all those types of things. I mean, that, that is part of effective speaking. I mean, there's much written about effective speech and, and speech communication, uh, and it's something that, that we should certainly give consideration to. But also, I mean, the content, uh, I mean, there are people, you probably have favorite people to listen to in your world, uh, your favorite podcasts, your favorite preachers, uh, people like uh, some of you like David Jeremiah as an example, uh, and uh, some of you might like Alistair Beggs. Something about that Scottish brogue kind of uh, gets to you a little bit, and you you enjoy that. Uh, and he is a good teacher too. Uh, some might enjoy a younger man by the name of. In fact, he's not really younger. He just looks younger. He's probably the age of Alistair Begg, uh, but he carries himself younger. His name is Skip Heitzig out of uh, Albuquerque, uh, and, and there are a whole host of other people that you might listen to, and, uh, you know, we we need to, uh, uh, as you think about, as you listen to them, I, I was thinking about that recently, I've got two different types of uh, speakers that I enjoy listening to. Uh, for, for biblical content uh, in word usage and things, I do enjoy listening as I walk uh, to John MacArthur, he 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 provides an awful lot of uh, biblical background. Uh, in in a lot of his when he's expositing scripture, I, I enjoy. Uh, I find him helpful as one to listen to. Uh, although I mean, I think they're looking kind of dated, and John is his health is is diminishing some at 80, 80 some years of age now. It's to be understood. Um, but I like listening to Skip Heitzig as well, uh, who is probably in his 60s, uh, because he is a master illustrator and really, really good at illustrating things and, and speaks with kind of a, a more informal kind of way uh, and both highly effective, both have uh, large ministries uh, and because they speak effectively. I mean, there, there are organizations like Toastmasters International that, uh, you know, I never figured out why it was, well, it's Toastmasters. It's it's not toast like we're mastering how to make toast and put jelly on it. Not Some of you might not know what Toastmasters is, but Toastmasters is a, a ministry, uh, not a ministry, an organization, not a ministry. It's an organization that helps people be able to speak and it provides speakers for 
four locations. Uh, you know, if you need a speaker, you can get in touch with Toastmasters and see what they have, who they have available uh, that can speak in your in your realm and, and what you need. In fact, there probably there's probably tons of other organizations out there that do uh, that same type of thing as well to teach people how to speak uh, speak effectively. Uh, and they provide effective communicators, effective speakers. And to think about just just verse one, we're in verse one alone. Uh, it says this, that they spoke so effectively. Again, something to be said about learning how to communicate. Now, I will tell you personally, now some of you I know, you have put nice things in the comments, maybe like listening to me, I'm kind of down to earth quite a bit more and raw and simple. Uh, and uh, that that's my style. Um, but I would tell you, I, I know I have a lot I could polish up on and learn. And, you know, if, if I would push a lot of other things aside, I could make, um, make, make a focus on uh, uh, speaking. I, I, I could do an even more effective job. These are not scripted. These broadcasts, they're not scripted. Um, and if I spent a little bit more time, I mean, if this was all I did, uh, and I could spend two, three hours uh, every day doing a lot more research and things to get ready for these, uh, that could be my week. Uh, you know, maybe three, four. Take take it all told, four, four times five. It's twenty. That's half the week would be uh, uh, would be. Uh, taken up in in that, let alone Sundays and, and other work that is necessary. But you get the point. It is important to learn. For those, any of you who want to learn how to speak, uh, I mean, there's a lot. You, you could just, YouTube is a great tool anymore uh, to learn lots of things, and, and there are organizations out there. But notice, again, verse 1 says, they spoke so effectively. And some of it has to do with the gift of God, so it has to do with the skills that God has given to people, the call of God. It says they spoke so effectively that a great number of Jews and Gentiles believed. And that is that is always the goal of ministry, not only to believe, uh, but also to um, not only to believe, but, but also to then expand the gospel and take the gospel other places. That is the goal. Let, let me go a little further here. Just, just one second. I'm going to go off mic for a moment. Okay. I'm back. Verse two says, but the Jews who refused to believe stirred up the Gentiles and poisoned their minds against the brothers. Now, what I what I wanted to bring out of this this morning, uh, and, and really the title is, the gospel is not always welcome. Uh, we, um, people who are in their 70s and 80s, and, 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 and I'd say probably mid-70s to 80s, 90s, and, and that age range, some of them, especially if they were around the church, remember days when the church was popular and when the gospel was popular in American culture. Friends, we don't live in those days anymore. We think, well, we're the church. We ought to be, uh, you know, get special favor. People don't think that way anymore in America. Uh, the gospel isn't always, the true, pure gospel isn't always welcome. Now, uh, if it's a gospel about the Jesus who uh, would embrace Pride Month, uh, 
that gospel, which is a false gospel, by the way, uh, would be uh, welcome. But I am I, I'm quite certain that Jesus would not embrace Pride Month. Now, I am quite certain that Jesus would would go perhaps and and try to befriend and speak to and challenge uh, people. And, and this is part of why the miracles in his, his day were so important to establish his credibility, to give him a platform so people would want to listen to him. Um, he, he might go to, to some of these places and parades and picnics and things that, that are happening uh, around the country Um but he would not be going to say, oh, yeah, good job, good job. He wouldn't be doing That is not the gospel. The gospel delivers from sin. And, you know, that particular lifestyle uh, is not one that, that Jesus would embrace. But yeah, but Jesus loves sinners. Yes, he loves sinners. But when you read the gospel uh, account, he always would go back and say to them, go and sin no more. Like the woman in John chapter 8 who was caught caught in adultery, he would say to her, John, not would, he did say to her, go and sin no more. And that, friends, is the gospel. So the gospel's not always welcomed. There were Jews who refused to believe. They stirred up Gentiles, poisoned their minds against the brothers, uh, and uh, they began to stir up a problem. And talking about poisoning the mind, let me get to that in just a moment. I'm going to go off uh, mic for just another second here. So the this this the words here that we see um, poisoning. I mean, think about the ways that people we will work with our words at times to to poison uh, people against something. Uh, sometimes we we want to poison someone's mind, and we don't think of it that way. But friends, when we're really honest, sometimes that is exactly what we're doing poisoning our minds, uh, poisoning someone's mind against somebody else. In this case, the, the Jews who re- rejected the gospel, who rejected Jesus, the, this particular set of Jews, again, verse 1 said there were some who believed, but then there were the others who refused to believe, uh, and they went further and stirred up the Gentiles, poisoning their minds. And verse 3 tells us, um, so Paul and Barnabas spent considerable time there in Iconium, speaking boldly for the Lord, who confirmed the message of his grace by enabling them to do miraculous signs and wonders. Now, verse 3 gets into sometimes why the Lord gave them. uh, He gave them the ability to do these miraculous things, not only so somebody could be healed, but even more importantly, to establish, to confirm the message, to create platform. And I think personally, and I know some of you might not align with this, God still does these things at times in places around the world where perhaps the gospel hasn't been heard. And why believe the Bible? You know, I mean, they don't even know what the Bible is. They don't even know who Jesus is. Uh, and sometimes the Lord may enable missionaries 
uh, who are taking the gospel into places to, to have this ability to create platform and credibility for the message. Uh, we in the West, we won't buy we won't buy that. And the reason we won't buy that is because we have the Bible and we have Bible teachers out our ears like me, and um, we don't understand uh, other places in the world. We're, we're, we're too sheltered in the West here. So And this question being asked uh, about a statement that is in the script, uh, not in the scripture, but that we'll hear. Uh, God hates the sins and loves the sinners. You know, there could be all kinds of debate about that particular statement, whether it's a true statement. I mean, the fact is that that he he died for sinners. That's a truth. Uh, he loved us while we were in our sins. Uh, Romans five eight. When I think it's five eight or five twelve. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So, says he loves the sinners. Does he hate the sins? Um, that's why Jesus had to die was because of sins. Uh, to make atonement for sin, the wrath of God will come because of sin. So it might not be a statement that's in the Bible. And I have heard Bible teachers do both sides of that statement. Come on. I mean, there's truth in my, in my estimation. There is absolute biblical truth in the statement. Um, there are lots of things that we believe that aren't rapture as an example. It's not a biblical word, even, and uh, yet many of us believe the rap believe in the rapture. The word Trinity is not a biblical word. The concept certainly there, uh, but it's not a biblical word. Trinity. Um, so just because the statement isn't in the Bible, now there, there are, in all fairness to 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 the comment, uh, there are plenty of statements that people make that that are. And in fact, unbiblical statements. I do not believe this is an unbiblical statement. I, I believe that God does hate the sins. The wrath of God will fall because of sins. I, I do believe that he loves the sinners. He died for us while we were still sinners. And so I I, I do think that that is a true statement uh, personally. Uh, and I, I, I've heard Bible teachers teach another side of that in some way uh because they're trying, they're going down some road that's a, anyway, I, 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 that, that is just, they're overthinking it. I'll put it that way. So back to the text here and, and thinking about uh, uh, what, what it says they did. It says they spent considerable time uh, speaking boldly for the Lord who can for confirm the message of his grace by enabling them to do miraculous signs and wonders. We've already talked about uh, the confirmation of the message. He was substantiating. He was giving them platform by the authority he gave them to do the miraculous signs that they were doing. Um, and it says they spent considerable time there. Now, where was there? Let me put there up for you. So here we go. Here, here's the area in which they are, and I want to thank Don for this. Here's the area in which they are uh, working, serving, uh, and we're gonna, we've read about and we'll read about some of these cities, and now they're in Iconium uh, where they are doing their ministry, carrying the gospel out. So that's Iconium. And it says this in verse four: the people were uh, people. Of the city were divided. Some sided with the Jews, other with the others with the apostles. So there's this schism 
There's this division that happens. Sometimes the gospel does divide. Uh, and it says there was a, a plot afoot. I love how that's stated. A plot afoot among the Jews, uh, I'm sorry, among the Gentiles and Jews, together with their leaders, to mistreat them and to stone them. The gospel came at a cost, and uh, it came at expense. It came with risk. Uh, there's a plot to mistreat, a plot to stone. Friends, we should not be surprised in culture if people don't want to accept our message. Now, last week I was talking about how, you know, if if we were going to, if we were intent on trying to reach Belfast and, and not dilute or pervert the gospel, uh, and if we were to try some different things, a different approach uh, at, at at doing church, uh, in the Belfast area, and, and to figure out what does that need to look like, um, it still might not work. Why? Why do I say that it still might not work? Because yeah, I don't care if you make it look modern. I don't care if if you, you know, do the most contemporary of music, uh, or the most folksy of music, or any of those things. The fact is. And you could have what would figure out, do all the demographics and figure out what would be the most appealing for the for for Belfast uh, Betty uh, Betsy and uh, Bel, Belfast Bill, uh, and figure out just just what that target audience would look like and what you need to do. But when it comes down to the gospel itself, the fact is Belfast could still reject the gospel because they still want their sins in their ways. They want their life in their ways. And um, and perhaps would reject the the true gospel of Jesus. It is it is truth um, that 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 in fact could happen, uh, and we could have people who want to mistreat us and say bad things about us because we walk with Jesus. Verse six says this. They found out, they, who, Paul, Barnabas, the believers, found out about it and fled to the Lyconian cities of Lystra and Derbe and to the surrounding country where they continued to preach the good news. So they left Iconium, uh, and and here we see them going to Lystra, Derbe, this surrounding area, this this area of what is now modern-day Turkey, uh, and, and this is where... Uh, they they would preach the gospel in this area. Wherever they went, they preached the gospel. Wherever they went, they shared the gospel. Wherever they went, they communicated the gospel. That was the work, that was the calling that they had to do. Uh, and so they continued to preach the good news. And that's what we need to do. Even if the message is rejected, we continue to preach the good news. Jesus himself said that uh, people might reject the gospel you go knock on their door again, 50 years ago, 60 years ago, 70 years ago, the gospel may have been much more welcome than it would be today. Now, people would embrace religious talk. They might embrace spiritual talk, but uh, embracing the gospel as revealed in the word of God, they might not be so keen on that in contemporary, post-modern, post-Christian uh, American society. Nonetheless, what's our call? Keep preaching the gospel. Keep preaching the gospel. Keep communicating the gospel. 
that is what it is that we uh, are called to do. Now, I want to just consider if we're going to go uh, a little bit further here in the text. Yeah, why not? It says, in Lystra, there was a man crippled in his feet. Let me share this with you. In Lystra, there sat a man crippled in his feet who was lame from birth and had never walked. He listened to Paul as he was speaking. Paul looked directly at him, saw he had faith to be healed, and called out, stand up on your feet. At that, the man jumped up and began to walk. The crowd saw what Paul had done, and they shouted in the Lyconian language, the gods have come down to us in human form. Barnabas they called Zeus, and Paul they called Hermes because uh, he was the chief speaker. Apparently, Hermes was one who was known as a god of communication. Uh, the priest of Zeus, whose temple is just outside the city, brought bulls and wreaths to the city gates because he and the crowd wanted to offer sacrifices to them. But when the apostles, Barnabas and Paul, heard of this, now notice, here we flip again back to Barnabas and Paul, it says, they tore their clothes and rushed to the crowd saying, men, we, why are you doing this? We are only men, human like you. We are bringing you good news, telling you to turn from these worthless things to the living God who made heaven and earth and sea and everything in them. In the past, he let the nations go on their way, yet he has not left himself without testimony. He has shown kindness by giving you rain from heaven and crops in their season. He provides you with plenty of food and fills your hearts with joy. Even with these words, they had difficulty keeping the crowd from sacrificing to them. I mean, they were trying to communicate, look, we are not gods, not at all. Uh, we are simply men like you are. Uh, and you have to realize, even today, there are cultures that worship false gods. And if they would see something like this, they would attribute it to the false god. And so here's Paul and Barnabas working diligently to communicate that we are not gods. We are just like you. We are mere men. That is all we are, mere men. And it says, even with these words, they had difficulty keeping the crowd from sacrificing to them. Um, the challenge. Now, this, this will lead to something else that will happen. I'll pick it up again on Thursday uh, because they will continue. I said the gospel's not always welcome. In fact, I, let me just continue on just a little bit further here. I will do this next uh, next segment. Then some Jews from Antioch and Iconium. Then some. Then came. I tried again. Then came. Which I can't read this morning. Then some Jews came from Antioch and Iconium and won the crowd over. They stoned Paul and dragged him outside the city, thinking he was dead. But after the disciples had gathered around him, he got up and went back into the city. The next day, he and Barnabas left for Derby. They preached the good news in that city and won a large crowd of disciples. Uh, then they returned to Lystra, Iconium, and Antioch strengthening the disciples and encouraging them to remain true to the faith. We must go through many hardships to enter the kingdom of God, they said. Paul and Barnabas appointed elders for them in each church, and 
with prayer and fasting, committed them to the Lord in whom they had put their trust. The importance of elders. Now, I'll come back to this section. I'm going to remember, come to Acts chapter 14, verse 19 on Thursday, because there is much to look at in just this little short section here. Uh, and, and we will talk about that on Thursday. But for this morning, I just want to give greetings to uh, our global family that's out there. And I, I just want to make a statement. Uh, friends, globally, we we are so happy to pray for you. We are so happy to have you among us. We are. And uh, as we get to know you, uh, our love for you can grow. Uh, but I, I also want to say this because it, it, it's something that does happen, and I just want to give a little public acknowledgement about this. Uh, sometimes folks in other places and parts of the world think that we in America uh, are rich people. And compared to a lot of other countries, we have a lot. That is absolutely true. But it's also incredibly expensive to live here. Uh, we we have high taxes. Uh, our prices have gone up. Um and to live within our system, to live within our culture, for many of us, pretty much, we live what's called paycheck to paycheck. In other words, you know, uh, like you in some places of the world, you, you live day to day uh, praying to God for your resources uh, and for food to buy a little bit of beans and rice and things. We, we understand that. We get that. Uh, and as we are growing in a global influence, I, I just I need you to know and understand uh, our, our first line of defense in, in helping you with needs would be to encourage you to find some of the ministries uh, locally um, that, that could be of support to you. We get all kinds of requests from people, and, and it's growing, and sometimes my listeners uh, get requests from people uh, to provide aid. But when we don't know you, I, and I haven't been somewhere to substantiate, there are all kinds of what we call scammers, uh, and they're global, uh, who who try to you know uh, get money from people. Some are very legitimate. They have very legitimate needs. Unfortunately, those that uh, are only trying to get wealth or get access to things like bank accounts and things like that, uh, make it, make it harder for those who have legitimate needs because, uh, people's first response is to shut it down. I want to encourage you who listen globally. We will pray for your needs. We will pray with you for father to meet the needs. Uh, this is not a ministry that we are not a money ministry. Um, I mean, I, I have to raise support to do what I do as well. So uh, it's not it's not the focus of our ministry uh, is meeting those needs, but but rather to try to point you to and listen. If I get to your part of the world, wherever that might be, be it uh, Africa, be it uh, India, be it Asia, uh, be it South America, and, and uh, you know, if we could become acquainted. Uh, you know, that that could open the doors uh, to bring aid, possibly. At least I could say, yes, I absolutely know those those people. So I just, I want to put that in there because, uh, you know, and we, 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 we want to love and pray for uh, and, and get to know our brothers and sisters globally. 
but I also need to let you know that you know we we get uh, so many requests as this as this is growing. We get so very 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 many requests, uh, and we can't we just can't meet them all. And so we start, and if we're able to help, and if I'll talk about helping. Uh, it's people that we know that we've had physical contact with. We've seen their ministry. They're a part of an organization that, that would be a partner organization, uh, and that is where we begin. In fact, I worked with one guy almost two years uh, before in weekly dialogue before we were in a place of, of saying, "Okay, let's 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 take some further steps and help." So I just I want to throw that out there. Because I know some of my listeners have contacted me and said, "Look, we're getting requests from people for money, and uh, I just want you to know that, that we're not about that. And uh, uh, you're probably going to get shut down by people and blocked, and it could negatively impact this ministry. So, just encourage you, uh, you know, if you want to reach out to me, that's fine. I can be a, a bit of a gatekeeper, but I am incredibly busy uh, traveling around the world and uh, doing lots of things. So." Uh, and those that that is not my first line of uh, ministry activity. Uh, but if we get to know you or can connect you with a ministry partner in your part of the world, we'd love to do that and, and see how they can be of aid. Anyway, I have to stop here for today. Uh, again, I will not be on tomorrow and Wednesday. I will be off. I have uh, meetings in Philadelphia and travel schedule just kind of prohibitive with the uh, Uh, with being able to broadcast. So I will see you again on Thursday. Lord, help us to live for you and to bring you glory in what we think, say, and do. May people see Jesus in us. Lord, hear our prayer. Amen.